Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. This morning we'll consider the word of God in the 28th chapter of Matthew, verses 5 to 7. The angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. This is the word of God. In the name of our Savior Jesus Christ, because of whose death and resurrection, death is now swallowed up in victory. Dear friends in Christ, it was Philip Stanhope, the Earl of Chesterfield, who once memorably remarked, advice is seldom welcome, and those who need it the most always like it the least. And that's true, isn't it? Most people enjoy flattery and approval, and approval, but they don't appreciate being criticized. They don't like to hear advice, particularly if it tends to point up their own faults and failings. And the worse the failing, the less they like the advice. It's human nature, and it's true of all of us. Good advice, advice you really need, especially if it regards a serious shortcoming in you, is always really difficult to hear. Well, the passage I just read to you is a glorious uh, reversal of that. It's an exception to the rule. In this passage, we're given some advice, and it's advice that we can absolutely rely upon because it comes to us straight from an angel of the Almighty God. And unlike most good advice, these words are not only easy to hear, they form the very foundation of the Christian joy and the Christian life. Lend an ear then and listen to some good advice from the Easter angel. Don't be afraid. Look at the evidence. Go forth with the message. The first thing the angel said to those women at the tomb will sound familiar to you because every time in the Bible that an angel appears to a person, this is always the first thing out of the angel's mouth. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Don't be afraid. Why do they always say that? Why do they need to say that? It's because whenever human beings are suddenly confronted with the divine, the first reaction is always the same. Stark terror. And for good reason. God is pure righteousness, a burning and all-consuming holiness, and nothing sinful or unholy can stand for a single instant in his presence. And we sinners, don't we, immediately recognize our deep unholiness and unrighteousness. We feel all too keenly the filthy thoughts that have passed through our minds, the unclean, the hurtful words that have passed over our lips, the dark deeds that we have done with our hands. Nevertheless, the angel said to the Marys, and says to you today, don't be afraid. My friends, you're never going to hear advice that's easier to listen to than that. Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. 
He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Jesus is alive. He was alive then. He's alive right now. I wonder if you understand everything that that means. It means that you're justified. It means that with his suffering and death on the cross, Jesus has made you clean in God's sight. You have been accepted by God the Father. The book of Romans says, Jesus our Lord was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Raised so that you and I can stand in the presence of the holy, righteous God, justified and righteous in Christ. What a wonderful word from the Easter angel. Don't be afraid. The payment for your sins has been made and accepted. You shall not die eternally, but live. On the contrary, the open tomb, if it means anything, surely means that like Jesus, you too will one day rise to everlasting life. As Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. So don't be afraid. It's good advice and easy advice to hear. But how do we know the resurrection really happened? How, would, how do we know it isn't what so many modern skeptics say it is? Uh, wishful thinking, a myth, sort of well-meaning legend that grew up among Jesus' followers. And that brings us to the second piece of good advice from the Easter angel. He says the same thing to us that he said to those women at the tomb. Come and see. Look at the evidence. He is risen, as he said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay. Because, of course, by the time the angel appeared, the resurrection had already happened. Silently, unseen by human eyes. Come and see for yourself, the angel said. You'll see the evidence. You'll see the stone rolled away. You'll see the place where Jesus' body formerly laid. You'll even see the grave clothes all folded up and lying to one side. In fact, there's only one thing you won't see, the body of Jesus, because it's not there. There's plenty of evidence for the resurrection, including multiple eyewitnesses, but the absence of Jesus' body from the tomb was and remains the most compelling evidence. Most of us here have seen enough episodes of CSI to understand that it's really difficult to conceal a human body. If you think about it, the enemies of Christ could easily have disproved his resurrection. All they had to do was produce his dead body. But they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it then, and archaeologists will never do it now, because there never was any uh, dead body after Easter Sunday. Jesus is alive. When you cut through all the static, the resurrection of Christ from the dead is the central truth of your life. On the other hand, it's not really about just your life, is it? The Easter Gospel's for everyone, and that means you've got work to do. Good advice from the Easter angel, go forth with the message. The angel said, come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. The angel told them what to do. And if you read between the lines, he really told them what not to do, too, didn't he? The resurrection wasn't a secret. They were not to keep the joy to themselves, to simply go home and sit and ponder it in private. 
Rather, they were to be active, to get the news out, to carry that joyful message of the open tomb, first to the disciples and then to the whole world. As Jesus himself said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. We are not to be static. We are not to be inert, Christian couch potatoes. We are to be believers, and that implies activity, busyness, being at work for the Lord every day of our lives. Many of us faculty members are praying that some of you young people will consider the public teaching or preaching ministry as a career. But your final career choice doesn't even really matter, because no matter what that is, your first job is as a missionary for Jesus, an ambassador for our Lord. So do the good work. Carry the good news of the Easter gospel to as many people as you can. Carry the news of an open tomb, of sins forgiven, of heaven obtained. Your work will not be in vain. As the Apostle Paul says in the great resurrection chapter of 1 Corinthians 15, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Jesus' resurrection is the central truth of our lives. More than that, really, it's the central truth of all human history. It will remain so to the end of time, and no human opposition can ever successfully challenge it. Today we have received good advice from the Easter angel. Don't be afraid. Look at the evidence. Go forth with the message. Will you and I profit by this good advice? Well, that depends. If by profit you mean find justification, forgiveness of sins, salvation, and everlasting life, then the answer is a resounding yes. Amen. We sing hymn 189.